I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. It is Tech Talk here on Double T 97.3, Double T 97.3.com. Just so emotional. Just choking up there. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Clint Scott, Joyce Woodman, Ben Foreman. Set the uh, secret wording. Yes. Over at the <laughs> Woodman Estates. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Uh, time for some headlines. It is the juice. We'll start with what we have on tonight. Six o'clock over on 100.7. The score. It is the high school fan zone with Garrett Left. They'll be here live from the first United Bank studio, just like we are. Friendship at 6, Lubbock Cooper at 6.20, and Liberty at 6.40. Got all sorts of stuff going right now. Playoff, basketball, soccer, wrestling. Bunch of stuff that you could uh, hear tonight with Garrett Luft. He does a good job of really mixing it up. He does. He does a really good job. hear from everybody. I've yet to hear, though, if he wears the uniform styling that he's doing. I really want him to wear the wrestling. What, what did you make fun of me? Because I called it a onesie. Yeah, singlet a singlet for wrestling. I mean. A diving uniform for the diving team. So a Speedo? So a Speedo, <laughs> a speedo and a shower cap right? and a little I mean, goggles. Isn't that, isn't that the diving attire? I don't even think you need the, the shower cap and stuff, do you? For the Oh, well, yeah. I've got to commit, right? you got to have the little tiny, little no, tiny goggles. No, but do divers wear that? I don't think they do. Do they not? I, I no, think divers, do. I don't believe so. I I. I thought any aquatic sport, because like water polo wears it too. Yeah, that's different. You're you're swimming in water polo. Yeah, but when you, you still want to be swim. more okay. Dumb we thoughts need, here on Tech Talk. We've hit our mark. We need an expert that wears speedos on the side. We're <laughs> just a diver. <laughs> I'm gonna have like some dude texting in oh, on the beach, right. just like, oh yeah, I wear speedos, but no shower cap. Uh, they're also not a shower cap. Diving no, cap. It's not Texas Tech. Lady Raider basketball choice. A swimming cap. There's no diving cap. <laughs> Who's? Give me a famous diver. Greg Luganus. Is that a name? Like yes. that, that sounds legit. Uh huh. Is he the guy that banged his head on? Yes. The, okay. Uh huh. That's why I know the name. Mm-hmm. Lady Raider basketball choice. They're in action tonight at home against Oklahoma State. Maybe if he was wearing the shower cap, he wouldn't have uh, bled so much. You got to look up recent divers though. Is that what I type? Just recent divers? Yeah, just put in recent divers. Okay. <laughs> What's A it, band popped up. No, it didn't. The, it is a Think Pink tonight. Pink game for Lady Raider basketball. Uh, awesome cause here. Of course, that's for cancer awareness. Um, you're also looking to uh, get back into the win column. You have an Oklahoma State team who's coming in that has not been great, although they did get you in Stillwater earlier in the year. The mm-hmm. Cowgirls are 11-12 and 12 this season. They are 4-8 and eight in conference play. Got to win this one. Uh, I mean, we, Gus and I have talked about this. You know, you, you've had some games that if you were going to uh, – All right, whatever. If You've had some games that if you were going to – achieve the dream this year or the goal this year of making it to the big tournament Mm -hmm. that you let slip away. One of those I would say would be Oklahoma State on the road and then a BYU game that you you, uh, 
let slip away. And then uh, some of the games recently in the skid that you're on all have felt that way, like UCF on Saturday. So this is more just to just get some mojo back. Yeah. I mean, this isn't a – I think I've stepped away from, well, you got to get this if you're going to uh, get into the big dance because right now you're just trying to, to find some confidence, find some momentum and – I mean, whatever you do after that's gravy, but you, you, got, you just got to get a win tonight. feels like from the opportunities that you have left and the teams that you have left on your schedule in the regular season, this is one that you should get. Yeah, I, I mean, we're the, the goal is still to get to the NCAA tournament, and that's quite the uphill climb. But you can't start going and getting those, those bigger games uh, mm-hmm. in the net rankings without taking care of business against a, a team like Oklahoma State, um, which has turned out to be – probably a bad loss uh, on the road Yeah, uh, that you lost earlier this year. Oklahoma State is 55 in the net rankings. They're 11-12 and 12 overall. They're 55, which is ahead of Texas Tech because of the weak non-conference play. 66 for the Lady Raiders. So you've got to take care of business. I mean, <clears throat> I don't want to, you know, ever say never, but if you don't win this game, it pretty well knocks you out of your hopes for – for NCAA tournament, you've got to got to go get this one. And I, again, I don't want to put a lot of pressure on them; they're not listening. But uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? Everybody, the whole team, dedicated listeners. This is what they, they call do, them: right? listening parties. This is part of their practice, right? They're yes. Just sitting here this is warm up. All three hours at the Womble right now. Uh-huh. Uh, no, three uh, three losses in a row compared to six losses in a row. Something's got to give, but. They need this one badly. And they've got to figure it out on the offensive end. That's yeah, where the, the struggles have really been. And the coach speak is is applicable here, right? Because it really is at this point you're you're going one game at a time, but we can look around the corner, right? Yeah. Uh, of what's on the other side and going to Baylor, not gonna be a fun game. Going to Texas, not gonna be easy. Um, and then you do have the return trip of Cincinnati and you get TCU again, but then you also have Kansas State coming to town who's been really good. So, I mean, uh, what you have left and the work that you have to do, it's like you're you're racing the sun at this point. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you have so much work to do to get to that spot. But it doesn't matter if you don't win tonight. And it may be you, it didn't matter if you lost to UCF, but you can't think about that now. And that's not something you can just mope about and focus on uh, if you are going to have a better taste in your mouth to end the season. Yeah. No question. And by the way, like from where you've been at, I mean, the WNIT is is not yeah, the I'll, worst thing, but it can be – I mean, it's disappointing. I think we're getting into that territory. But you're starting – yeah. you got to find a way into the NCAA tournament. It's just been too is, long. Is this the final year that you can kind of skim by on the – well, you made the WNIT. Pro – like Probably. if like if you have a similar output know. next I, season, I don't know what's how the reaction? Hot the seat is or anything like uh, that. No, I'm, not, I, I'm not talking about I hot love, seat. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, I, I think that's kind of what it comes down to is, is if we're saying if that, that you're allowing that. Um, no, if you if you go to the WNIT this year, fine, but you've got to have an upward trajectory at some point, mm-hmm. and then and not stay lateral or go down. So probably, probably okay. answer your question. Uh, one more. We got this uh, towards the end of the show yesterday. We'll go ahead and give it again, and we'll discuss it later today as well. With college football playoff and ESPN agree to a six-year extension 
worth $1.3 billion uh, for that new 12-team field. It'll carry the tournament. It's weird saying football and tournament together. Uh, it is. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. Because, you know, they've played a tournament in the NFL for who knows how long. I mean, forever. For uh, but the stubbornness of college football has held out of a tournament for ever. Mm-hmm. So it's nice that we're finally at this point. I'll whether, take the- whether they got the number right now or not, that's to be determined. Uh, but it's way better than a four-team tournament when we had five Power Five leagues. This will, I mean, if you're, if you're doing math here, will take you through the 2031-32 season. Still looking to sort out the specifics. I think it's it looks like it's going to be five, uh, five and seven. I, mean, I don't see how it's going to be six and six. Yeah. No way. Um, it's just not official yet. It's it's funny that you say that. Chuck and I talked about this a little bit yesterday. He thinks it should be 16. I'm not anti-16 by any means. Yeah. But at this point, I'm with you. I was just so strongly against four. I didn't care what sort of expansion. If it would have went to eight, I would have been – I would have thrown a parade in the street. I think eventually it's going to be 16 because I think there will actually be a little bit of jealousy. As crazy as it sounds, the teams that, that get the buys, the four teams that get the buys are going to stand by and see five, Home six, games. seven, and eight – seeds getting to host extra games revenue yeah extra mm-hmm. revenue extra games at your home stadium and they're gonna be like man uh, it's nice to rest but look at that look how shiny that is so eventually i think you'll have eight teams hosting home games uh, because it doesn't it doesn't even add an extra round mm-hmm. if you add the four other teams Right, you're not yeah. adding the, an extra round. You're the just math. adding a few more teams. I, I think you'll head to that too, but it just it won't be until thirty one, thirty two. I think that'll be finalized. I think that will yeah. be the number we're at for a long time. Let us know what you think on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. We will continue on with Tech Talk. You've got us on double t ninety double t com. It's time. We 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 teased it a little bit. Choice. I will. Uh, I will let you celebrate and tell us what that win on Monday night for Red Raider basketball meant. Okay. Okay. I can try. Also a tough task on Saturday on the other side. Uh, Apparently there's no cap or goggles for divers. Like I said, I am an expert. Oh yeah. I wear speedos, but no shower cap. (laughs) Fair. Stuck duck on double T97.3. podcast put together with red raider fans in mind this is the tech talk podcast from double t 97.3 presented by cantex roofing and construction welcome back to tech talk thanks for joining us here on double t 97.3 double t 97.3.com clint scott choice woodman in for dr mike gustafson ben poorman behind the glass taking care of us We'll have Lady Raider basketball tonight, 5.30, over on 107.7 Yes FM. High school fan zone tonight on 100.7 to score at 6 o'clock. Hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, thoughts, comments, questions. There's a question. I think it's an excellent one. We would all like to know. Choice. Oh, I thought it was the – you're going to go with the top we'll, one on there. We'll get, to, we'll, get, we'll get through them. We'll get through them. 
You you have started. I haven't started. You this. Ha- yes, you people, <laughs> yes you other have. Other people brought it to my attention you, before I did it, who? and then I've run with it. Okay, maybe call your call your actually probably call your texted actually. me about it last year, and that was where it really originated with the uh, the Clint curse. I think that's what we need. To it's not about. real. It's a horse name. It's though. not real. They have no power behind the mic. Uh, t- <laughs> it's real. Choice. What is your go-to place to eat at in Fort Stockton? That's a Tech Talk question if I've ever seen okay, one. Okay, uh, go-to place. And it's hard to call it a go-to place because almost always when I'm in Fort Stockton, I am trying to get in and out fast and hit the road so I can make it back at some sort of decent hour because mm-hmm. it's three and a half there and back. Uh, but the go-to place, if I am sitting down, is uh, Tacos OJ. That place. Tacos OJ. Tacos OJ I think I've only eaten there twice, but it is uh, did not disappoint either time. Legit, like just what do you get? Good old like, fashioned, like cl- closer to real Mexican food than Tex-Mex. Okay, but they got the the tacos. They got I mean anything you can think of, but just legit Mexican food. You know, and I've, I think I've had, I think I've eaten there at San An- in San Angelo before too. Mm-hmm. I think they've got a. Sh- I think it originated in El Paso, but it's chain esque, but not chain esque. Local. But, what are the local chain yeah. type things? Yeah, like, it's like yeah, it feels whatever like whatever that phrasing is. It feels like I'm walking into a Mexican restaurant in Dumas, Texas. Oh, like ceviche? No, not that kind. Mm. That was not. There was actually a barbecue restaurant that turned into a Mexican restaurant <laughs> where I got the ceviche. Uh, anyway, yeah. y- you know, uh, I've actually heard about that Tacos OJ place before. Really. Actually got shut down once. I, I can already feel something he- coming. He- health concern for Tacos OJ. Health concern. Yeah, was, apparently. Uh, I was advertising for them. You're, you're de- no, it's all good now. Out. I said it, it was. They had a problem. Okay, back in the day. Yeah, because uh, a lot of the workers, health concern, they weren't uh, wearing gloves. Because the uh, gloves didn't fit. Wow. At uh, Tacos OJ. OJ. <laughs> I got it. Get it? Oh, yeah. Okay, just make it sure. <laughs> That's actually not your worst joke today, so. Uh, several people, by the way, telling me no cap or goggles for divers. My bad. Uh, sorry. I apologize to the diving community. Uh, and we got this. Hey, guys, high school baseball starts games next Monday. That's true. Man. Oh, yeah, speaking of everything getting yeah, busy I think for. scrimmages started this week, so. Yeah. That's always a fun time when you start seeing the uh, the lights going on at the parks. Mm-hmm. Man. I don't know. Uh, this time of year was not the greatest time of year to start baseball up in Dumas, Texas. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not that far away from Dumas, but the difference of heading north, we had plenty of February games that were freezing. Mm-hmm. So cold. Sounds and, like Kansas baseball. And early my junior year when I was sitting on the bench a lot, it was, <laughs> it was even colder. Definitely had to uh, learn so, where to stick the hands to keep them warm. warm. Save that. Uh, so you you grew up where you had cold weather during, you yeah. know, late late football and uh, baseball for the outside sports, whatever. Yeah. Obviously, you're gonna have it for basketball. I I grew up with that. Did you ever? Yeah, and this is so. Them. This is such a Kansas thing. I'd never heard of like the portable heater before. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't have we didn't have those available oh. until until I was out of high school. Goodness, really. I mean that wasn't a popular thing. Maybe that was Jamie more just the time. Jamie carries one everywhere he goes, but Jamie, yeah, 
well, I just assume he's such a cold yeah. person that he, everything is just insulated all the time. Mm. Yeah. That was mean. Maybe just, no, I just, it would be smart for him. If you're cold, you would want to be warm. Uh, coming off of a 20-night shellacking of the Kansas Jayhawks. Yes. What does that do to the outlook for the rest of the season? Because I don't think either of us had you falling out of the tournament. And tell me if I'm wrong here. With the three-game skid you are, I thought you would get right. Um, but now, I mean, you're back to seeing, to me, like, man, what can this team be? Like, how how good can they be? Because they can beat anybody. You've already seen them win road games in the conference, which, by the way, not very easy. Um, when you, like, do tournament perspective for Texas Tech. Yeah. What's the let's go ceiling. How high do you think they can get seed wise? If if I'm being trying to be honest with myself, cuz you're a game out of first place right now. Yep. You're still a game out of first place um sitting in third place in the league. If I'm trying to really examine this team, I think Texas Tech is legitimately the third or fourth best team in the Big 12 right now. Third or fourth best. And I say I have them ahead of Kansas at the moment because oh, Tech has yeah. shown that they can win on the road. No argument over here. A couple of games there. Yeah. Now you've got to go do it again. you got to find a way to win probably at UCF or West Virginia. You need at least one more road win, and you got to protect home court. It, it, it comes down to that for, for the rest of the way. What I, what I think lines up well for you, and it's not something I really focused in on you know, at the start of Big 12 play because, well, 18 games is a – boy, that's a that's a lot of games to play. And by the way, it's going to be two more next year when you play 20, which is it's going to be entertaining, but I it's going to be that, that much more brutal. But your net ranking will be that much better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> playing two more league games in this yeah, league. No kidding. So, But, like, th- what I think lines up well for you, though, is after Iowa State, your tougher opponents are at home. Yeah, and then your your UCF, West Virginia, Oklahoma State are on the road. Right now, I think I think without much question, you've got two clear cut teams at the top of the league. And I say that again; they're only a game ahead of you in the standings. Houston and Iowa State, and Iowa State may be more equipped to win on the road than Houston. Houston has had a lot of close calls. They've found a way to get some done, but they are nowhere close to the same team at home as they are on the are on the road. Um. When I when I think about Houston, because I agree with you, I think Iowa State their level of offense because the defense travels for both teams, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think Iowa State's level of offense, which isn't just the best offense in the Big Twelve, but it's consistent um, and can put serious runs together. Houston's offense has left them at times on the road. Yeah, like they're still hard to go up against defensively, but I mean you've seen L.J. Cryer just be absent. Of road games, even Shed has been held way down, and I think those two guys that kind of lead that club um, offensively and get things going on that end have had times—not every single road game, but have had times where they've just been taken out of games when they haven't been at Houston. So I think I think that's completely fair. Yeah, I back to Texas Tech. What the the ceiling is for this team, I think, is a. Third place finish probably in the league. I think the floor, though, is fifth place. I would be disappointed if – I mean, that's not the floor because you could fall apart and you could have some mm-hmm. issues. And Warren Washington, who seems to be okay, 
could re-injure a foot or something like that. I'm still nervous about that a little bit. Yeah. But my expectation is that you're going to finish somewhere between three and five. I think you'll finish in the top five of the Big 12, which for a tournament perspective, that's probably somewhere the floor is a five or a six seed in the NCAA tournament. And if you finish third in this league, that could be a three seed in the NCAA tournament, three or four seed. I think I would be disappointed if you finished third and you weren't at least a three seed. Because yeah, I, think, I, I, I think this conference well, very, very likely tech, will. I mean, he, he didn't move them up on the line at all after mm-hmm. the win over Kansas, even though they move up 12 spots in the net rankings. Uh, so I don't know what to take of the bracketology at this point. He's always you know, overlooked Texas Tech for whatever reason. But he's got them as a seven seed currently. That feels like if you keep if you keep winning games like we think you will, Should. that that'll get moved. And he's like he's not the end all, no, be all not. by any means. But no, he's not he's not he's not always that far off either. I think that will change if you keep winning games. But like I would be disappointed if you finished third, and you weren't at least a three seed because I I think the Big Twelve has a great shot at being hey Big Twelve winner or yep. one of the co champs. You're a one seed, and then here's a couple two seeds, or here's one, two, three, yep. as one, two, three. It's Tech Talk here on Double T 97.3. Choice is running the time machine today. Oh, yeah. We will let him pull all the levers and push the buttons. It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3. podcast put together with red raider fans in mind this is the tech talk podcast from double t 97.3 presented by cantex roofing and construction tech talk you've got us on double t 97.3 and double t 97.3.com you can also take us anywhere with the mobile app brought to you by happy state bank we are Live from the first United Bank studio, taking you all the way up to 6 o'clock. Call us on the Visual Edge IT hotline. That number is 806-771-0973. Or you can hit us up on the Yates Forum Center chat line. Play a little catch-up there here. We're also streaming live on Fox 34 News Now and on YouTube if you want to see Choice and I's uh, cool signature stag polos. I know. We're both rocking them today. The clothing sponsor that. of Double T 97.3. I could use a new shirt. I could. I could you use want, a I could use a thinner frame one. too. Shirt a helps though. Frame? Thinner. Oh, I thought you thinner. said thicker. Yeah, I want to be a just. I want to get real big. Real big. <laughs> That's not what I was thinking. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'd love to be yoked. I just don't want to do the work to get there. Seems like a lot. <laughs> I did not stop Ben though. You should arm wrestle Ben in the break. I think I'm good. I would love to see leg him. wrestling. Then we're talking. But. Do not don't like wrestle him. That's weird. Like wrestle? That's an HR complaint, Ben. No, we did uh, we did that at the last gathering for Christmas in the Woodman household. That sounds completely. I normal. was the leg wrestling champ. You guys have a belt and everything. I, no, it's just like W I and did, gold. Like I flipped WWE, my uncle. Woodman. I did flip my uncle that was like it's fifty something years old, and, and he didn't stand a chance in the Superdome. I didn't feel that bad about it, but. I mean, was he hurt? Because he didn't pay for my last round of golf, so I thought, oh, yeah, you know you what? You've been waiting for that all day. Yeah. Yeah. Stuck in your craw like none other. You know? That's that's about right. Um, um, sorry. This on the Yates Flooring Center chat line for the NBC hat from Tyler. Nah, he just loves peacocks. <laughs> you want to make the noise? Oh! I forgot the echo. Sorry. 
Yeah, there, usually I, I there's a couple there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> hey, Clint, did you realize that last night was senior night for the Friendship Boys basketball team? Hey, I did. Uh, Bullfighter asking for some bowling ball help. Uh, which bowling ball should I get? Top, bottom, both. I think the top one. The top one. It looks like a baseball. Yes, yeah. that is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, the bottom one's fine, but the top one that looks like a baseball would definitely go that route. It doesn't say champions on it, World Series champs, like the other one. So Yeah, but you see the logo and you know. See, this is the nice thing. Now that you're a World Series champ. Yeah, you don't have to brag about it everywhere. Yeah, you don't. You can just see that and people go, oh, yeah, they're a World Series champ. Oops. Yeah. Uh, Clint is not a KU alumni, uh, alumni, just a t-shirt fan, so bask in the glory. Okay. True. Bask away. I think I basked. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. It was a phenomenal win. Um, it felt very similar to the uh, win you had, I think it was in 2019. Yeah. yeah. Where you won by exactly that many points, right? Yes. I think it was 29 I, point win. I was, uh, it's not lost on. I was talking about that game. Um, while th- this game was happening in the crowd, because yeah. I was saying it was just, except that night it was everybody for Texas Tech just could not. Yeah, miss. it wasn't just one guy. It, and and I think like, and it, and it, I mean, guess it should because Dar- maybe overshadowed, not takes away. Darian Williams is going to be uh, the front piece of this performance on Monday, just because of how insane it was. But you played an incredible basketball game. I mean. From top to bottom on the roster. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think you could have asked for – I mean, you could have asked for it because there are several guys that didn't shoot the basketball extremely well. You had one that was that had the night of his life, mm-hmm. and he's just a sophomore. So that, that was a blast to see that. But the defense is yes. what really stood out to me because Bill Self offensively – doesn't get out coached very much, mm-hmm. and they did not have an answer. Again, I get Kevin McCullers not there. I get they're missing, which he's their leading scorer, right? I think he has nineteen and a half points mm-hmm. per game. Um, so missing your leading scorer matters, but their next best option, they're all American over there, and Hunter Dickinson. You had him stymied the whole night, and every time he would go into the paint, he never had a lane, and and this was you never let him catch the basketball close to the to the basket like he likes to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think the game plan, the coaching was excellent, and the execution of the game plan was excellent for Texas Tech. And I don't I don't think they are. I'm sure if you go through KU Twitter, it's chock full of this. <laughs> Didn't mean to say that. Hey, uh, Chock full of this. You shouldn't be looking for the Kevin McCuller thing even remotely as an excuse because they just beat Baylor without him in the lineup. This isn't the first time that you've sure. missed a game with him. Sure, the other ones were at home, but still, this is and, – and like you mentioned, you have another Big 12 Player of the Year candidate playing. You have an All-American, preseason All-American, yeah. and a guy who I think will be somewhere along first through third team, and Hunter Dickinson playing. You also have something that's been your strength with K.J. Adams still in the game, and you took out, to me – Immediately, if you're Kansas, you have to lean into that, right? Like you have to use your post passing, you have yeah. to use um, positioning. And the best thing I thought defensively that you did, uh, and Gus and I talked about this before the game. I thought it was really important that defense on Hunter Dickinson starts well before you get to the other side of the court. Yep. I mean, that starts as soon as he crosses half court. Otherwise, he will yeah. just eat up position. He'll camp down there, and then once he gets the ball, it's either usually 
Usually it's either one-on-one and a, a bucket that he makes look easy, whether it was or not, or a double team and he's a good passer and they get an open look from that. Yep. That's what the offense is. And that's classic Bill Self offense. He wants to play through the post. Um, and you just dominated that yeah. um, as a team. Warren Washington played his tail off on him. I mean, in incredible performance. Yeah. And that's where I think – it starts conversation-wise with Darren Williams. How could it not? I mean, that's going to be the biggest lock for Big 12 Player of the Week, regardless of what happens in Ames that you've had all season. But on the other end, and those are things you haven't always done well, by the way, because you also you took away the perimeter, and the perimeter defense hasn't been that great. You all You haven't always played overly physical, and seeing you take those steps – and you're hoping you continue to do that, and you're going to need that in the backstretch. You're going to need that type sure of mentality are. and that type of play. Um, was really, I mean, that was in a, in a night that was encouraging because you blew out the Jayhawks. The way that you did it was encouraging. Yeah, I, I don't think there's much question about that. It was you got it done on both ends of the floor, and they shot poorly the, to go with it. But you also let the guys shoot that you should let shoot. Mm-hmm. Not that Dewan Harris isn't a good shooter. He's not mm-hmm. their best shooter, though. And you let him have a few open ones, and he had an off night. Um, you And even yeah. if he makes some of those, what, is it a six-point difference? Maybe. Possibly. Possibly. Yay, yeah, they didn't win. You didn't let him get good shots around the rim. He started yeah, for, forcing stuff up mm-hmm. um, later in the game as he had to. It was – I thought – because you can have a great game plan and not execute it. Uh, there's so many times we see that, and we – we, we can blame coaches or we can blame players, that you can have a great game plan that's not executed mm-hmm. and you never know it. But not just the game plan, but the enforcement of that game plan I, I thought was phenomenal. And you could tell how much Coach McCaslin really wanted this win. Oh, yeah. Um, and he got it. So I, I was thoroughly impressed with the efforts and execution on, on Monday night. And now I look ahead on the schedule, and you've got one that's very, very difficult, the most difficult game on your schedule left coming up Saturday. But beyond that, I, I think you should go 4-2 four, four and two down the stretch. Isn't it incredible that in year one of all the good things that you've seen under McCaslin, that he, to me, already has two major statement wins? Because I don't care what the record is for Texas. Starting yeah. off Big 12 that way, awesome. Yeah. Blowing out the Jayhawks like that, crazy. It's okay. Tech Talk on Double T 97.3. The podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Welcome back to Tech Talk. You've got us on Double T 97.3. Double T 97.3.com. Clint Scott, Choice Woodman, Ben Porman behind the glass. You uh, tuned in at this time yesterday. Uh, you didn't get a play of the day because you were on calling uh, that is correct. a stressful, really stressful, stressful playoff girls basketball Sheesh. game for friendship. The old yeah. fifty-point coast in the second half is pretty nice. Yeah, eighty hmm. to what was it thirty-five? I think in the final? end, yeah. yeah, forty-five point win. What they do to make up those five points, man? The well, one girl. Hadn't really shot it all night. Hit four threes in the fourth quarter for them. So, man, you should have tried that earlier. But uh, with not having a play of the day, I'm assuming 
I could be wrong. I'm assuming what Ben's play of the day is about to be could be involving uh, something that happened on Monday night, but uh, we'll all find out together. Take it away, Ben. Can't scrape free. Lob pass Ward gathers up and in. Help the basket. He's fouled. Dickinson lobs for K.J. Adams. Swatted by Williams and taken to the corner. D5, have a night, sir. He's got a look in his eyes like, come on, whatever you've got, I got more. Darian Williams, left wing, high post Robert Jennings. Boy, they're killing him with these backdoor cuts all of a sudden. Isaacs fakes the three. Goodbye to the big man, Dickinson. Wraps a pass to Williams. Corner to three. Bang! Yep. Robert Jennings out in full throttle. Dunk! Holy! Exclamation point! Just a tomahawk for Robert Jennings. And the place going crazy. So with the excitement of this game, I got the feeling, well, maybe Hacks might pull something out of his creative bag with all the highlight reels we got there like he did earlier in the season. I think it was either Warren Washington or I don't know if Robert Jennings played earlier in the season, but it was non-conference. But I remember somebody had a two-hand stuffer, and Hacks just lays it out and says, It's hammer time! <laughs> it's like uh <laughs> That's uh, Jeff Haxton and, and uh, Chris Berman mixed together. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. You think uh, Hax would ever pull out like a whoop? I think so. Yeah. I think it's possible. What about the, the Red Raiders? <laughs> if Chris Berman was the voice. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's brilliant. Well done. All right. Great montage. Uh, yeah. Just a... Uh, jaw-dropping performance we haven't even talked about the robert jennings stuff it was a nice little exclamation point there no, huh? no i think that uh that's a game you you struggle to find much wrong with and those are the games during williams had a turnover with. so it. yeah so that's that kept him from having the perfect game. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh i did see like he he noted he like had noted that and said he was annoyed with it and i was like i'm I really love that mentality. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got a question on here on the Yates Flooring Center chat line, and we're going to really dive into some baseball talk here uh, in 10 minutes because we're going to give out some preseason superlatives. Uh, choice, do you have a prediction for the lineup on Friday? I can take a stab at it. I have no idea. Tim Tadlock almost always uh, hides some Easter eggs out there for us where we don't mm-hmm. – we don't, know what's coming not actually on the field don't go actually, to dan law and just like it would be i don't think could you imagine like him and like how much it would pain him to be like in a bunny suit going out there just like <laughs> hiding eggs on his field well, he doesn't there. need a bunny suit he can do it mm. without i mean he is our easter bunny i think um yeah so if we get someone you don't expect i i would guess this this would not be correct but do i give an actual like leadoff hitter and that sort of thing I, I guess I could go. You could that. take, like you said, I feel like you could, uh, you could get I close. Just... Maybe not every single position would be all the way set from in, in the batting order, but I bet you could get close. All right, let's go with uh, Gage Harrelson leading off. Okay, I think he will uh, be your starting center fielder. That one feels pretty, pretty set in stone. Um, Cade McGee batting second and playing third base for the Red Raiders. I 
This no, is I'm, the, already the, gonna, I'm already going to scratch that. Let's ooh. go Tracer Lopez playing second and batting second. Okay. I was going to say the three through six, I mean, it seems like you could mix and match some the of what you're about with, to say, but you, you've already took away two. The only thing, yeah, with Tracer Lopez, a lot of times we like – or Tadlock likes to do the left, right, left, right sure. thing. Mm-hmm. Those are both left-handed hitters to, to start off. But uh, Harrelson – See, I'm second-guessing myself over and over. Mm-hmm. All right, Harrelson, I'm switching the third time. Let's go Austin Green, DHing, and put batting second. Uh, hitting third, let's go with Cade McGee. Okay. Fourth. Third and third. Fourth, uh, Kevin Bazell. And I think you protect Bazell by putting Gavin Cash after him. Or I could see either of those. See, that's where around. I wondered. I'm I'm curious where you put Gavin Cash. I'm like, hey, do we make it where he sees better pitching in the lineup? Like, how early do you put him, or do you put him? Like, you know, how? Because yeah. I, I he's on he everyone's put, radar right I, now. I think Gavin Cash is going to be one of the country's leader in walks. So, if you want to really protect him and get him, yeah, uh, I guess you put. Maybe you put Cash in front of Bazell. Either way, this this is just stabbing at things. So, uh, Cash hitting fifth, or Bazell, I didn't say catching. I think he's going to be your everyday catcher. Cash hitting fifth and playing first base. Um, we'll say. Now you're starting to get to the outfield battles. We'll say Owen Washburn hitting sixth and uh, playing right field. We'll throw your starting shortstop, TJ Pompey, the uh, the freshman. I think he'll get to start at shortstop and bat. I'm, again, I'm just throwing this out there. Seventh on that. Um, man, there's such a battle in left field right now. I'm going to I think Damian Bravo and Drew Woodcox are your two that's really battling for left field. Mm-hmm. Austin Green will play out there a little bit as well. Uh, the corner outfield spots are the ones that I, I think are the real battles. Uh, look, I'll go with – I'll say Drew Woodcox gets the start in the opener. You're going to go older guy. In the, go that's probably where I'd go to. Older guy, yeah. uh, left field. He probably wouldn't hit eighth, but just by – what we've got left. It's like it's like when you mess up a Sudoku. Yeah. Which I don't play a lot. It's like, oh, well, I've already messed up, so I'm just going to keep going. But Woodcock's (laughs) eighth, uh, playing left field, and then the ninth, Tracer Lopez. I wouldn't be surprised to see him be that, Mm -hmm. you know, the the baseball cliche, the second leadoff guy down there at the the bottom of the lineup. Um, But you can toss this lineup around anyway. This is going to be one of the best hitting teams in the entire country. I don't think you can look at it and say – Man, that's a that's a soft spot in the lineup. You really don't have that. Mm-hmm. You've you've had it maybe one or two spots in the last couple of years. Last year it was hard to find, um, but this is going to be a fantastic hitting lineup. I think you're going to be a lot better defensively. I think that's where you take a step forward this year. Kevin Bazell leads the way with that. Sure, your middle infield is extremely talented. Um, Pompey's just a phenomenal athlete. I think he reminds me a little bit of Orlando Garcia for for tech fans out there. Just very smooth, athletic build, um, and and can play the shortstop position very well. And then you move your shortstop from last year over to second base, so that makes your middle infield even better. Which is funny because when you go like an improved 
shortstop play, yeah. you're you're still going freshman to freshman. Yeah. But that's just how I don't know that and, you, and, and you and you know Jamie and Gus have obviously gotten more eyes on them, but at the same time, like reasons coming in with some hype. Yeah, I around mean, him. The little bit that I've seen of Pompey in both the fall and spring, he's made all the plays you need him to, and just by his his quickness and his length, because he's I think he's six three, um, he just gets to balls. He, he get he's able to get to to balls in the hole a little bit better or up the middle a little bit better. So I think that uh, that's where you improve there, because because Lopez was extremely good for you last year. He's just a little bit of a smaller guy. I think he'll fit that spot in second base. The question marks, I think good question marks because you have so many bodies there are with the pitching staff and how it fills out after those first three. Which we don't have to guess on the starters yeah. this weekend for that. We will, if you haven't heard, we will tell you those on the other side. We'll continue with some Texas Tech baseball talk. We're going to do a, uh, a season-wide view when we come back. It's Tech Talk here on Double T 97.3. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. It is Tech Talk here on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Thank you for joining us. Clint Scott, Choice Woodman in for Dr. Mike Gustafson. Ben Poorman behind the glass taking care of us. We will have Lady Raider basketball. Uh, it is Think Pink Night uh, for the Lady Raiders. Awesome cause there, of course, for cancer awareness. They're at home against Oklahoma State. Opportunity to get a win uh, and get some of the mojo back. You can hear that at 530 on 107.7 YesFM. So coverage starting an hour from now. 6 o'clock on 100.7 The Score. It's the High School Fan Zone with Garrett Luft. Coaches from Friendship. Cooper and Liberty tonight. Hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, we got this Sage Bar and Grill in Fort Stockton. Breakfast biscuits are the best. Okay. So add that to your Fort Stockton list. Sage. Sage Bar and Grill. Okay. I will add that to the list for sure. I need to. What did you do? <laughs> the bu- the I actually back. think I touched something with stop, my foot. Stop, stop it. Uh, you're breaking everything. <laughs> Uh, this on the chat line for a certain uh, OJ glove joke earlier. That was a stretch on the glove joke. Also, a lot of setup, but not bad. So, there was a lot of setup, but that's a typical Clint joke. <laughs> uh, Do you think if I ever plug this into something random, please explosion? Please don't ask me things like that. Um, Robert said, "Is that like Chico's Tacos in El Paso?" I've never eaten Chico's Tacos. I've heard of it, but I don't. I've heard of the mystique of Chico's Tacos. Yeah. It's been a while since I've made a trip to El Paso. Watch someone's going to flip home and home with El Paso and all. <laughs> I don't think I've ever called a basketball game there. I've, I've done, definitely done some football games there. It looked like uh, there for a little bit when they were, you know, discussing possible outcomes for districts that I was going to be taking some El Paso trips next year. I know. Thankful that didn't happen. Yeah. Thankfully, they Ooh. they did the, the correct thing. smart thing yes. there. Uh, Lubbock High is sending a bunch of kids to the 5A state swim meet next week. Well, good luck to them. All right. Good times. Remember your goggles and your caps. As long as you're not diving. 
All right, here you go. I love Macaroni Joe's. Proposed to my wife there. That's pretty cool. What well, year? Because it could have lined up with a certain uh, date night for choice. That's true. Yeah, please tell us the year. <laughs> You're still around. Um, see if that was the same date night that I had to ask my parents for the bailout. <laughs> I, uh, that, I still can't believe like all of that night. Thank goodness the parents came through. Because mm-hmm. I don't know what we would have done. Like if this would have been like a did a you tell dash, was it a was it something temp? that you let them well, I was gonna ask did you let them know like oh we don't have enough money yeah I I guess that would have been the next option mm-hmm. it's like hey no are, no actually why the, is that entire the, table stretching the blackmail would have been the next option oh yeah the uh, you served underage hey you served I'm 18 years old and you served me this champagne in front of me I didn't and drink. we drank it I didn't drink it and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna drive now. I don't think that would have worked out. No. Now prob- that you're saying it out loud? Prob- probably not. Uh, D-Rock said, bro, Macaroni Joe's, I completely forgot about that place. <laughs> it was good. And is it still there? My brother actually texted me a picture. It reminded us of the story uh, that he was eating there with his bride today. I think maybe oh, nice. they've turned it into a, a tradition. Was that was the bride who yeah, he was yeah, with? Actually, the, oh, okay, so so 50% no. in that date worked yeah, out. Yeah, 50%. <laughs> their date worked out. Mine, I did not end up marrying that uh, that girl. You keep up with that? That's her? actually the one I dumped through a text message. So. Oh, brutal for her. What did, did she just drug her through the mud? And dude? then she went to Texas Tech after. No, followed. No, she didn't follow me. <laughs> she was a couple years younger than me. No, I you felt bad about that one. You talked her into going to Texas Tech. No, I felt bad about that one, but like she was... Texting Crazy. me too much. No, she was she was a really nice girl. She's very sweet. But she was texting me too much after I had just played a terrible game at Estacado High School. We mm. drove two and a half hours to play Estacado. Played a terrible baseball game there. And uh, I think we still won, but I played bad. And she was texting me too much, and I texted her. Took it out of here. I was, I was, mm. I was ready to be done. And yeah. That was... Very mean of me. Uh, the, and this from Bullfighter. $75 a plate is just a snack for the Woodman household now. <laughs> wow. Pretty good. That was good. Uh, all right. Let's do some some player predictions, shall we, for Texas Tech baseball. Of course, season starting up on Friday night at the Shriners Children's College Showdown, which if I say that fast, I can't say it. I'll say Shiner Children. Uh, starting out with Tennessee, you'll also see Nebraska on Saturday, and then you'll round it out with Oregon on Sunday. You can hear every single game on Double T 97.3 there in Arlington. But I want to do uh, some big views, okay? Okay. We'll start out something simple. Let's go, who do you think will be the team MVP? Uh, I'm going to go Kevin Bazell. I think Gavin Cash has the most home run potential like we saw last year. But if you're talking about who is the best overall hitter and power hitter and I think clutch hitter, I don't know. Gavin hit a lot of home runs. I, I don't think you can go wrong saying either Bazell or Cash. Mm-hmm. I just think I'm more I lean more towards the side of less strikeouts and Bazell provides that for you. So um both of their bats will be extremely important in the lineup. Uh, but I, I'll go Kevin Bazell because I think what he's going to bring you defensively gives him the edge. Um, I think he is a professional mm-hmm. catcher in his future, and that's where I, I think it gives you – it makes your entire defense better. 
That's where I was going to go was I think the, the the defense gives Bazell just the edge a little bit for me. Um, but I, I agree, I don't think he can go wrong either way. But I, I will uh, share your thoughts and go with Bazell. All right, speaking of home runs, I want you to give me both the, uh, we'll call it the home run king, and then uh, the uh, separate it, and then the RBI prince. Will they be different? <laughs> I think they. there's a decent chance they will be different. Mm-hmm. I think that's those two aforementioned names. I think the home run king will be Gavin Cash. I don't think he'll be thrown to... Um, just a ton. It'll depend his. I'm not expecting him to reach 26 again. No, but I think but he, I think he, I think great year still. he could get 20 home runs again. And sure. I don't think I'd be shocked by that. And I think that will lead the team. I think Bazell will be somewhere in the the probably 12 to 15 range, if I were to guess, maybe more. Um, but I think the RBI king will be Kevin Bazell. I think that one will. Um, I I think he has the power potential but also hits for a ton of doubles and will will have plenty of opportunities to drive in runs that way. Plus I think setting the table with with the potential bats you have towards the top of the lineup this year will provide a lot of opportunities for the RBIs. So we line up so well or so far 3 for 3. Uh, let's go uh let's call it best starter seems lame. Golden arm. Uh. I don't want to just go chalk here because I feel like I've been chalky names. I think Bijan Rob- Bijan Robinson Bijan Robinson is yeah. going to be the best starting yeah. pitcher for Texas. Yeah. I told you baseball. I'm I'm running off of uh, lack of sleep over this here. Week. Follow follow the snaps. Good grief! I'll tell you mine. Do, I'll, do I'll, you go, I'll, I'll go. I'll go first on this one. I'm I'm I don't I'm I've I feel like you want to go chalk, which is good because I'm going a little bit chalk, but I'm going this the. The other chalk. Okay, Kyle Robinson. I'm going Zane. I think Zane Petty okay. is going is to get this. This guy who was drafted out of high school pretty high. Mm-hmm. Um, passed it up to go go to Texas Tech. I think we saw good signs out of him towards the end of the year last year. I just think the most lake ready right now is Kyle Robinson. And uh, I like what he gives you. I, I've really got my eye on this new freshman from Georgia, though, Mac Ewer. Mm-hmm. I hear a lot about him. He's not going to start in the rotation. Plus, you've got Jack Washburn, who's your third starter this weekend. Yeah, by the way, if you haven't heard, Kyle Robinson, night one, Zane Petty, night two, Jack Robinson. Jack, <laughs> Jack Washburn. Look what <laughs> you I You infected me. No, Washburn, I, I think Washburn there's a lot of potential there. He's third starter. I mean, he's, he's pitched on a national championship team yeah. before. We will uh, get a couple more of these on the other side. We'll also tell you what's going on. It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3. This has been the Tech Talk Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.